0: I prepare prepared for a new sensation
1: are you prepared for a sensual temptation are you prepared for what's coming
0: down are you prepared
1: Does, does Alex Jones only record himself with his shirt off?
0: Mostly. He has a lot of videos where he's just shirtless. <laughs> uh, I think he's in better shape than me, which is probably bad, but... Uh, that's it. I'm going to put another shirt on, though. Does my voice sound husky?
1: It sounds like you're far away from your microphone.
0: Does my voice sound husky? A little bit. I've been sick. Gross. Yeah, it's been pretty disgusting. I'm very um, full of phlegm, (laughs) but I can't find the head hole. I'm going to get dressed, and we're going to start podcasting.
1: I sure hope so.
0: Okay, the shirt's the right ways out now. The problem is with my shirts is I cut all the sleeves and the neck holes out and then it's hard to get put them on because I can't all the holes look the same. <laughs> it's like a big blown out hole in a black uh, piece of piece of fabric.
1: You're a big blown out hole. That's true. Uh, yeah. So uh, five weeks of fright are over.
0: Yeah, they're done. it's gone.
1: And uh, now we're back to doing what we do.
0: Yeah, which is just regular porn.
1: Sort of. Sort of regular. Depends on your definition of regular.
0: What's going on this week?
1: Uh, well, I guess we have a decision to make.
0: (laughs) Well, we didn't determine which which one we were going to do.
1: Well, you made a suggestion, so we'll just go with that. Okay. Uh, So, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. And, uh, today... We are taking a European vacation, mm. five weeks of Friday are over, and uh, we're going on vacation.
0: All right, I love it.
1: We're going to make a quick stop in London, and then we're jumping on the ferry straight to Amsterdam. Okay. We're... I don't know if that's a ferry that actually runs straight from London to Amsterdam, but uh, that's what happened in this film. Yeah.
0: I don't know if they cut out some parts of the journey, there might have been some, uh, like delays and departures, and uh,
1: yeah, I could see the standbys them maybe not wanting to include various layovers in the film. Uh, but today we are talking about uh, Lassie Sensations from 1975. We sure are going to talk about that one. Sensation stars Bridget Mayer in the lead role of Margaret, who came from minnesota to europe uh making a stop in london before heading to amsterdam yes to uh meet up with her boyfriend and get into some weirdness
0: yeah to uh, see what's going on in europe to see what's um happening
1: and boy a lot's happening in the netherlands in
0: 1975 sure was um this was I believe, Lasset Braun's first full-length film after doing a bunch of shorts. Oh, okay. Um, so, it's pretty cool. I'd say Body Love, the one we watched before, was a couple years later. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think you can see him putting a lot of what he did there together here.
1: Yeah, I would yeah. say that... Body Love, perhaps in some ways, it has some extra technical charm in comparison to this. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, he's all the way there as far as his general eye for perversion at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all a matter of uh, just refining his technique. Yes.
1: yes. And uh, overall, I think, uh, well, we'll get into comparisons later on, but I did want to take a quick note and say that I have seen two other films with Bridget Mayer in them. Um, I had seen her name several times before, but Mm -hmm. uh, the two films that I've seen with her are Massacre Mafia Style, which is uh, not an adult film, but it is a Mafia film directed, written, and starring uh, Duke Mitchell, Okay, uh, which is a very interesting film. All right. It's a very... Uh, independent take on the mafia uh genre and it has some crazy gunfights and stuff in it. It's pretty fun
0: I think I wanna I think I wanna see it
1: Duke Mitchell apparently like was a personality in Vegas at this point and his attitude was I know a bunch of wise guys and they're not acting like they do in the Godfather so. He uh, decided to make his realistic take on the Mafia, which may not quite be realistic, but uh, it's an interesting film and worth checking out. He also did another film called Gone with the Pope, which was uncompleted, but in recent years, Grindhouse Releasing finished it and uh, released it in Massacre Mafia style, and uh, they're worth checking out.
0: Yeah, I started Gone with the Pope at one point, but I didn't finish it, but i to have to check out Massacre Mafia Style.
1: I liked Massacre Mafia Style more. Gone with the Pope has its charm as well. Like, if you liked Massacre Mafia Style, I'd check out Gone with the Pope. Gone but I would prioritize Massacre Mafia Style.
0: Gone with the Pope is such a perfect film name.
1: It is, and it's a funny concept. Uh, I think that it's just not all tied together very well. Which sure. is possibly because it wasn't really a finished movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think there might be some missing puzzle pieces there.
1: There could be. I mean, it seems like almost all of the footage is there. I think that conceptually, though, if it was still uh, being worked on by the director, it probably could have been fixed up a little bit. But that's beyond the point. Uh, Bridget Mayer plays adult film actress in it. Oh, excellent. Uh, in an uncredited role I don't remember her part
0: <laughs> Alright
1: uh, It probably wasn't very big
0: That was a, f- a fine digression uh, But uh,
1: the other film yeah. that I've seen her in Is a film that you've also seen Yes It is a 1973's Anthony Spinelli flick Succula Oh yes. Where she plays the hitchhiker Alright Which we have covered on the show
0: We know, I know we, we've, Yes, we've well, covered Well, I was telling it.
1: the audience, not you They know I knew you knew they know. Both of them probably do, yes.
0: But it's a mixed bag of a career.
1: It is a mixed bag of a career. <laughs> um, but this is a, a brighter spot, I would yeah, say. Yeah,
0: this is the shining star in the Bridget Meyer filmography.
1: Oh, another uh, person that I recognize was Robert LeMay, who plays uh, Lord, Lord Weatherby in this film, an older gentleman. Uh, he I also saw in recent vinegar syndrome release of Prostitution Clandestine and Fury Sexualis. Okay. So, uh both films by Elaine Payette, okay. uh French pornographic films.
0: Alright, so uh,
1: I can... but his his old dick was in those movies too.
0: All right. He was really getting around. Is it the uh, the grey haired gentleman? Yes. All right. Uh, I look forward to watching those soon and see more of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's, you know, that's pretty much the uh context around this movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, the woman who played Veronique, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Tell me.
1: Okay. Uh Veronique was played by Veronique Munod. Okay. So she used her real first name. Excellent. And was only in two films, Sensations and the kinky ladies of Bourbon Street.
0: I thought she had written the film, but that doesn't sound like the right name. She,
1: no, it, it was yes. She, she actually, yeah, she does have a writer credit on okay, this. Okay, yeah, yes, so
0: she helped. Maybe she, she wrote her part.
1: Yeah, she wrote some of the film along with Axel Braun.
0: Okay, wait, me? His son? Yes, his son. How old is Axel Braun?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know.
0: He's still working.
1: He sure is. He is 55. He was born... This can't be right.
0: Yeah, that sounds wrong.
1: Because it says he was born in 66, which would mean that he was 9 years old writing this film.
0: Well, that's what I choose to believe now.
1: Uh, Perhaps it's actually supposed to say Lassibron on here. IMDB is known for having things mixed up.
0: Sure, I could believe that. But I like to imagine the world where the pornographer's son is really... Just taken to the family trade.
1: Well, I think that that is what happened with Axel Braun at some point.
0: Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah.
1: probably not at age nine.
0: No, he might have not. I don't know. I think he did.
1: I mean, even if Axel Braun has lied about when he was born and I don't have accurate information and maybe he's, he's like five years older.
0: nine-year-old.
1: He probably is a filthy nine-year-old. He's disgusting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard his Black Widow is great. We should check it out at some point. Black Widow? Yeah, he did a Black Widow. That's supposed to be better than the like official Marvel product.
1: Oh, it's a okay okay, it's one of his superhero parodies. Yeah, games. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought it was I wasn't putting together the superhero reference. Yeah,
0: I should have said Marvel Disney's Black Widow.
1: <laughs> Hopefully uh Axel Bronze version will be on Disney Plus soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got a subscription. I can watch that. Uh <laughs> Well, let's take it to break real quick, okay. and uh, we'll get back, and we'll talk about the filthy mind of a child.
1: Yes, and uh, his, Black Widow.
0: And his adult uh, friend.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eva, put the music down.
0: Ah, oh, let me dance a little bit.
1: Yeah, he'll be here soon with his new American model.
0: Chug, 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 chug. We're back.
1: Yes, we are. We
0: time to Jack once again on the <laughs> raincoat report,
1: boss. Take it away sensation <laughs> sensations opened it up shit. <laughs> sensations opens with the sensations theme song playing which our listeners have no doubt heard by this point probably at the start of the episode
0: that's a good place to put it
1: we see a twinkling title logo followed by credits uh, we watched the English dub version of this so did I and yeah
0: it was fine it was an it was okay fine. dub
1: i I enjoy a good dub of a 70s European film a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I don't always want to have to work for it.
1: (laughs) Uh, it's, It's interesting because, I mean, at the end of the day, even the native language version of these films is a dub because they weren't recording sound on set for most of these films at this point. Right. So it's kind of picking one or the other now granted there are some that i've watched where the dub is absolutely horrible like sure beyond the enjoyable campy weirdness of a dub usually like sometimes they're just particularly bad yeah some um, of the jess franco movies i've seen i was i quickly switched to the original language
0: yeah some uh some like anime for like kids and yeah. stuff that like gets broadcast here, not particularly good. Yeah, or at least it didn't used to be like when I was a kid. Um, I think like they probably just show it in Japanese now. All the kids are weeps. <laughs> uh,
1: anyhow, we see a bunch of people on the street, and they board uh, what appears to be a boat or ferry. The woman that we're focusing on is Margaret, played by uh,
0: Brigitte Meyer.
1: Brigitte Meyer, yes. She uh, runs into another woman, a redhead in a fluffy blue coat, and this is Veronique.
0: Yes, she's dressed like Gonzo.
1: <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> um,
0: that's the best way to like describe it. It's like blue feathers.
1: Yeah, she definitely looks Muppety in it.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just part of like a Muppet suit. Muppets <laughs> are puppets. M- Muppets are puppets.
1: Muppets are puppets, too. Muppets deserve puppet rights. I don't think so. We'll have to take this to our political Patreon show. Okay. Uh, Fine. (laughs) Margaret approaches Veronique and asks her to take some pictures of her, and Veronique gets into it and takes a whole bunch of pictures of Margaret as she takes different poses against the backdrop of the boat and water. Margaret explains that she's from Minnesota and was visiting London, and she's going to Amsterdam now to meet her boyfriend, who's a photographer. Uh, She mentions, amongst other things, that he's really into race cars, uh, which does not play into the plot at any point.
0: No, but that's just someone like an American who would take off for Europe. It's like, I love the Formula One, (laughs) you know, or uh, whatever else they have over there.
1: Veronique and uh, another gentleman on the boat exchange looks. This is Laszlo, who eventually joins Margaret and Veronique and butts into their conversation. He introduces himself, and uh, we learn he's a Hungarian.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a Hungarian, and he plays in the orchestra.
1: Yes, he plays a violin.
0: Yes, like a woman's body. It is to him.
1: Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) This guy's corny as hell.
1: The ladies ask Laszlo to take a picture of them. He makes a joke about them getting naked, and they respond that it's too cold right now. Veronique talks about her open relationship with her boyfriend. Laszlo starts to talk about him playing violin and invites them to his concert. As they're talking, Laszlo starts making eyes with yet another passenger. And uh, this is... Oh, Lisa.
0: Mm, yes, he's Lisa.
1: So Laszlo makes eyes with Lisa, who then joins into the conversation. And before long, we cut to these four people. Margaret, Veronique, Laszlo, and Lisa. All driving around in a car in Amsterdam.
0: Yep, talking about boats and how it's illegal to live on the boats.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, that's a good, important dialogue.
1: Laszlo says to Liza that he must find a sexual inspiration for her love of large cars. They all uh, show up at Liza's place or her family's estate or what have you. And they get out of their car, and it's at this point that we see a gentleman watching them. A gentleman with a hook for a hand. Excellent. He uh, peeks out of the curtains. This is Arthur, who we will be more formally introduced to later.
0: Yes, he is a very strange-looking man.
1: Yeah, he's an older gentleman with long white hair.
0: Yeah, he's a... Well, yeah, it's like grayish, it's long, it's wavy...
1: Yeah, it's more gray than white.
0: Yeah, he's a very a strange-looking fellow. He's got eyes like saucers.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, he does.
0: And a face like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, imagine, if you will, a face for a foot.
1: <laughs> Not a foot for a face, but a face for a foot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've been sick. I'm all backwards. <laughs>
1: We see the ladies inside, and Veronique shows Margaret some erotic sketches in a book. Uh, We see one where it's this, like, girl straddling uh, some, like, saddle-looking thing with a big dick coming out of it. Yeah, they've got a lot of... She's, riding it.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, surrealist art books about sex. And Veronique says she likes the surrealistic art of sex. It gives her the feeling to do it.
1: Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> she does say that <laughs> Unfortunately, Margaret's not into it as much And uh, she thinks it's kind of gross Margaret says she likes the classics But Veronique says to, to her, this is classic
0: It's very classic It's a lady straddling a crazy wooden looking dick Yes And that's classic to me
1: We see Lisa; She's dressing herself And then She gets on top of what I thought was a toilet at first, but it might be a weird bidet or wash dish of some sort, wash fixture.
0: I think it's just, yeah, kind of like a bidet, uh, you know, it's just a toilet for your genitals. Or no, it's just a bath for your genitals.
1: I guess. It's it's got soapy water in it, and she's just splashing it up to wash her bush
0: Yeah, she's cleaning herself off. She's going to go have sex with all these people.
1: Uh, But not before... She's approached by Arthur, the hook man. Yes. Who uh, crawls on the floor and delivers her a flower that he was holding in his mouth. Yes. And uh, he starts to uh, kiss on her feet and legs. He says, welcome back, my lady. And he
0: cradles her foot
1: with the hook. Yes, he does. On the the heel. She says, no, Arthur, you'll have to wait. He says, I'm at your disposal, and she slaps him.
0: Yep. We S- cut. Soap flies everywhere, because her hand's all soapy from washing her bush.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We see the visitors uh, walking around and looking at all the things in Lisa's house. Lisa shows up and says that they must play her music, and she plays something on the jukebox. Oh, yeah,
0: don't store your LPs the way Lisa does. Oh, yeah? They're just laying down. <laughs> like, flat on top of each other. You're going to ruin the sleeves. Records are going to be all flat, flatter than normal <laughs> from the weight.
1: No, they're going to... It's. I had my records uh, just kind of in stacks at one point, and yep. they all got warped. Okay. Because <laughs> the stacks weren't 100% oh, even. Straight,
0: yeah, okay, that would do it, yeah. And uh, I've always kept mine... Crates and standing up straight. Yeah, I'm a smart guy. I saw how people did it back when everyone had records and I just followed their lead. Yeah. And all my records sound great and yours are all warped and when you just, and they're just dipped in certain places and you just be listening to them and like like Mario died.
1: Yes, just like (laughs) Mario died.
0: (laughs) That's it. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done criticizing you.
1: Uh, Lisa starts cutting the fringe off of her dress. She's got like the sheer fabric dress that you can see through, but she cuts a little bit off.
0: Oh yeah, and this was, uh, the first time I saw this type of thing was in Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah. But this is a lot less rapey, which, uh...
1: Yeah, so this is all consensual.
0: Yeah, this gives me, because I always like that scene in a way... But I was like, I don't like the, the, the rape part. That's no good.
1: This is much better context to sexualize it.
0: Yes, it is. It certainly is. So thank you, Mr. Braun.
1: Lisa invites Laszlo to continue to do the same, and he starts cutting a strip up her dress, and then he cuts holes uh, where her nipples are and uh, touches them a little bit. He cuts sl- sleeves and then and then eventually slices enough for the dress to fall down completely. So she's then standing there in her underwear, stockings, and garters. She lights some candles, and then she sits back on a red chase type thing. Kind of a chase slanted lounge. Lounger. Yeah, just
0: call it a chase lounge.
1: We then see Laszlo using scissors to cut her panties open. And then he starts to give her some old-fashioned cunnilingus. Oh, yeah we get to spend some time watching this and get a view from several different angles
0: there's uh it might be in a different scene there's like an extremely like close-up of like a click getting licked i think think it might be in a later scene okay then i won't say anything about it
1: there is quite a bit of cunnilingus in this film and in a lot of films i feel like you get it for like 20 30 seconds and then you move on but this time, it really spends the time on it, and I appreciate the film for that.
0: Yeah, they, they uh, the Europeans are more liberated. Yeah. So that means they go down more, perhaps.
1: Perhaps. That would make sense.
0: Perhaps so. Um, so they spend more time down there. So now I'll film it better. It's all filmed quite well in this.
1: It is filmed quite well.
0: Quite. Uh, three cheers for Europe.
1: Here thank- here, hip hip, hooray, hip hip, hooray, hip thank- hip hooray,
0: thank you for to our European listeners <laughs> uh, for expanding our minds.
1: yes, we didn't make it to number seventy four on the list of Norwegian film <laughs> history podcasts without your help, guys, so thank you,
0: thank you very much, or as the Norwegians say, I don't know Norwegian, and I'm not gonna offend the <laughs> listener. Yes.
1: <laughs> Veronique and Margaret are watching as this goes on, but Margaret is clearly feeling a bit uncomfortable and excuses herself and wanders off. We see Arthur walking around the house with his hook being weird.
0: Yeah. I mean it's his house. He's not being weird.
1: I mean he's being weird in the sense that he's always kinda weird. Oh He's yeah. not being weird because he's walking around the house. Okay. He's just being weird because he's weird this is his
0: existence he's like a character from a jess franco film that fell into this one
1: yeah that's a good description yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't quite fit and he's gone pretty soon but (laughs) what a what an impact he makes (laughs) he sure does so three cheers for arthur and don't you don't need to cheer again (laughs) let's go
1: We see Margaret on the phone with somebody, telling them to pick her up around 5. We cut back to Laszlo, who's tying up Lisa with some cloth straps. Yeah. Does a a little uh, harness design around her tits and ties her down to the uh, chase thing that they're on. Yep. She starts to work his tip with the tip of her tongue and really goes to town focusing on the tip. Good stuff. Margaret outside is walking around and then peeks into the window and sees Lisa and Laszlo more. He's now holding her legs up and fucking her on this red chase thing. Lisa tells Laszlo to go harder and to insult her and call her a whore, which he uh, gladly does.
0: He's into it. She's into it.
1: Veronique's hanging out and watching intently as Laszlo pounds away. Margaret continues to watch from outside, seeming slightly embarrassed but entertained. We then see Laszlo pull out and come grinding against her bush. She tells him to put it back in, and he does and fucks her a little bit more. And then we end the scene on a close-up of her face as she's moaning hard as they uh, seem to be finishing up. We then see Veronique walking around. She opens a door and ends up face to face with Arthur.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's his house. He's supposed to be there,
1: right? Uh, She's still startled when she opens the door and and uh, ends up face to face with him. She asks him if he likes her and invites him to touch her. She pulls down her panties and tells him to do it. Do it with the hook. hook. Yes, hook, (laughs) hook, 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 Uh, and he does hook, hook. (laughs) She tells him to smell it and to remember it every time he masturbates.
0: Yes. Uh what a good day for Arthur.
1: It sure is. Uh
0: and he and smells it for quite a while.
1: He does. He he intently smells it as he should. Why not?
0: Yes. Um when we decided to uh watch this, it was pretty much immediately after like seeing the trailer and this scene being like a central part of it.
1: Yeah, we were watching, I think it was the 42nd Street Forever mm. XXX trailer compilation. Yeah. Uh, and this was in it, and uh, we were absolutely enchanted by Do It. Do It with the Hook.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, And they didn't show it in there, so the promise of it was very strong. So, excellent trailer design.
1: It sure is. Uh, um, and it did deliver on it being done with the Hook briefly. Yeah, uh, it didn't really go much further than that.
0: Yeah, it was about a good like a two second hooking. Yes. Now, the trailer kind of made him seem like more central to the film than he was.
1: Right. He, he's
0: basically gone at this point. Right. But not forgotten.
1: <laughs> no, and he his impact will live with me forever.
0: Yeah, most he's, likely. You've got a hook shape hole in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> need to go to the doctor for
1: yeah it's not natural and it's not safe
0: (laughs) um but i would say despite the slight underwhelming nature of the hooking everything that follows more or less makes up for it
1: yes there's uh there's some delightful things to come
0: yeah it's really not a film that that lets you down in the department of uh bizarre sex on screen
1: yes So we cut to Margaret and Veronique walking the streets, and Veronique is telling Margaret about the hook encounter, and Margaret is shocked. She then asks uh, Veronique, Isn't it wrong to masturbate? Veronique says, Don't be stupid. Don't believe what they tell you, the priests, the teachers, televisions. Margaret then tells Veronique that she has to go see her boyfriend, and Veronique invites her to a party at 7 o'clock so we then follow not margaret but veronique as she goes into a clothing boutique she's browsing about a bit and she makes eyes with the boutique owner who is a redhead who uh, looks not too dissimilar from veronique uh, this is trixie played by helga trixie excellent After a bit, Trixie approaches Veronique and asks her about some Moroccan necklace that she's wearing.
0: Yeah, she got it in Marrakesh. It looks like a big, ugly tomato. Yes,
1: (laughs) but uh, Trixie is entranced by this and introduces Veronique to her business partner. Um, But then the women walk off, whereas the business partner, the gentleman here, walks off with a customer, and helps her shop for shoes. He has her try on a pair. She says they might work, and he says with a body like yours, of course they'll work. Off you or on you. He invites her to a cocktail party later at an art gallery.
0: Yes, and let's not ignore the fact that he's dressed like he's in Queen.
1: Yes, he is dressed (laughs) like he's in Queen.
0: (laughs) He's got like a Kind of like a sequin sort of uh, like a flashy jumpsuit kind of thing going on.
1: Yeah, he does. And a, it's like a deep V, a deep
0: like a deep U, like yeah. <laughs> down to like his ribcage, right? And a just giant tower of hair. Yes, <laughs> he looks like Brian May. <laughs> uh, I
1: didn't think about it that way, but you're absolutely right. That's the best comparison.
0: Yeah, uh, it was striking. <laughs>
1: We see Veronique in a dressing room, a very big, fancy dressing room, with the boutique owner, Trixie. Trixie brings her a blouse to try on, noting that she should try something more feminine, not like these jeans that Veronique is wearing. Trixie starts to caress Veronique's chest, noting how smooth her skin is. Trixie asks how old Veronique is, and she's 18, of course.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Perfect. (laughs)
1: Just old enough not to break the law. Yes. Trixie starts licking and sucking on Veronique's nipple now that she's been assured that she's legal. <laughs> <laughs> we then see Margaret getting into a car with a guy. I believe this is her boyfriend, yeah. the uh, photographer.
0: I think we might have kind of skimmed over it earlier, but she called him on the phone. And yeah. It kind of made it sound like not really her boyfriend just some guy she liked
1: yeah it's confusing but she earlier in the film she said she was going to see her boyfriend yeah that's so the I word think, she used i think
0: she might have been lying
1: that makes sense because their relationship doesn't seem quite like they're obviously familiar with each other and at least friends but right. like they don't seem like exclusive boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend i
0: think she's just quite rep- repressed
1: that makes a lot of sense
0: yes um you gotta view these films your cinema eye as well as your porn <laughs> eye especially the european ones uh yes they'll throw subtext in there and you'll just be lost if
1: you're
0: just looking at the the normal text <laughs> so you got to get like 3D glasses are you looking at me yes okay what am i doing they're going different ways
1: your eyes are a mess <laughs> You are supposed to wear glasses, and you don't.
0: Don't tell me what to do.
1: Margaret's boyfriend asks her about her day, and she notes... I'm not going
0: to look like a nerd.
1: (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Margaret notes how free people seem to be here in Amsterdam, and she asks if he has a Dutch girlfriend here which I found confusing because I thought like certainly Margaret doesn't think she's in an op- an open relationship with this guy because she wouldn't be into this sort of thing.
0: She kind of mentions that he's allowed to do what he wants when they're on the boat.
1: Okay. But
0: then she, she says only that loves she him. loves him. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I think I got them I got her confused with Veronique on the boat saying something about a boyfriend i think she i think margaret did
0: it's a dub
1: it yeah i get confused (laughs) (laughs) but uh i guess it, it didn't make sense to me that she would be okay with that but i guess it she's just whatever she's weird she hasn't figured it all out yet. yeah
0: she's just she's naive and repressed
1: We then cut to a darker-complected woman with dark hair who uh, talks to, uh, it looks like a woman of an Asian nationality who is dancing around topless. She says something about how people are coming soon, and uh, she just keeps dancing around, bouncing her tits. We cut back to the boutique where Trixie and Veronique are enjoying themselves. Trixie is topless in her business pants, looking in the mirror as Veronique is watching her. Trixie then pulls her pants down and she's just standing there in black panties. Trixie pours the two of them a drink. It's some grenadine drink. She talks about pomegranate being an aphrodisiac.
0: And then Veronique says in France they give it to the children.
1: Oh, and that's why the French are so strange.
0: Yeah, they're so sexy.
1: Yes. Their children are so sexy. That's
0: why, because they give them grenadine. and use it to make a Rob Roy.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We cut back to Margaret with her boyfriend, and they are taking pictures of the two ladies we were just introduced to. Apparently, Margaret's boyfriend is doing, like, S&M photography. Mm Mm-hmm so the uh darker complected woman is using a whip on the uh on the asian lighter woman su- on the asian ish woman asianish okay <laughs> on the uh asian woman all right uh it looks like she's using some sort of flogger or something and then uh she starts to fuck the submissive woman with the handle of the flogger mm-hmm. The photographer tells them to take a break, and then he sits over by Margaret and asks if she likes them, and she says yeah. He suggests that Margaret could be a model. She says not like that, but he seems to think so. We cut back to Trixie rubbing her boob on Veronique's vagina.
0: Mm -hmm. There's uh, quite a few interesting insertions in this film.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah. Uh, it wasn't quite an insertion, but it was a, a good is... tickling along the outside, if nothing else. Sure. Then Trixie starts to go down on Veronique. We get some good shots of that, and cut back to Margaret, who is now jacking off her boyfriend in the room with these other women. This is definitely her outside of her comfort zone. For sure. But on the other end of the room, the... Uh, The woman who was playing the dom in the picture starts to fuck the submissive woman with the handle of the flogger some more.
0: Yeah, she's really getting in there with it. Uh,
1: The submissive one tells Margaret to take it in your mouth. And uh, Margaret's boyfriend says that's not a bad idea. So Margaret goes for it and she starts to blow her boyfriend as guitar music kicks in. (laughs) I will say that we haven't, we haven't mentioned it much since the beginning, but the music in this film is great.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Um, I can't think of anything that stands out, but it just works really well with the film and what you're seeing on the screen.
1: Yeah, a lot of it's like 70s rock-ish. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a few more jazzy numbers yeah. in there. but like, There's
0: some flutes, I know that for sure. Yes. They flutter about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Margaret gets more and more into it, really taking his cock down her throat after a bit. He tells her she's got real talent. She tells him not to come in her mouth, and he says, don't worry, he'll go over here. And uh, he goes and starts to play with the other girls. Uh, He goes over and puts his dick in the girl who's playing the submissive in the pictures. We cut back to Veronique and Trixie rubbing each other's tacos some really squishy 69 handwork as well
0: mm-hmm. there's a lot of squishy noises in this film
1: yes and uh, because we know that it wasn't any onset audio there was there was a Foley artist whose job it was to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did great they did great whoever it was you got him
1: <laughs> Trixie's telling Veronique exactly how she wants her to uh, go down on her. She wants long licks on her clitoris as she moves her body. Then she tells her, now suck. Suck it. Trixie really gets into it and moans really hard as the music kicks in harder. We get some scissoring between the two women. Then we cut back to Margaret's photographer boyfriend. He's still fucking the uh, submissive woman as the dom woman is uh, licking her clit. And then uh, she starts to suck the photographer's cock as he pulls out of the other woman. So he goes back and forth between the submissive woman's vagina and the dom woman's mouth over and over again. The music gets really rocking as this goes. And then uh, the submissive woman starts to uh, ride the photographer's cock uh, doing a squatting cowgirl ride. Then he fucks her sideways. And then we cut to him fucking her doggy style anally. Yes. Uh, This is pretty good. He leans down and kind of licks the side of her face as he's pounding away. We get some shots from various angles. uh, And after a while, he pulls out and comes on her chest and face.
0: Yeah. He was really up in that ass.
1: Yes, he sure was. Pounding away.
0: Yeah. It was... uh... What a scene. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: Margaret, unfortunately, isn't as satisfied as either of us were.
0: Yeah, She She
1: was a bit disinterested in this and uh, leaves. But we go back to Trixie with Veronique and they're smoking together naked. Uh, This is what French shops used to be like in the 70s. Yeah. We then cut to the art gallery, the party that people have been talking about. Margaret's there in a nice red dress, and she looks at a painting of a woman sitting in a chair, uh, the back of the chair in front of her, and her uh, vagina has a zipper up it? Yeah. A guy approaches Margaret as she's looking at this and asks her if she finds it interesting. She thinks the person who made it is a maniac obsessed with sex, uh, and the gentleman asks her if she's from a religious newspaper. <laughs> It's at this point that we get introduced to Lord Weatherby, the uh, older gentleman played by Robert LeRae. LeMay? LeRae. No. According to IMDb.
0: Okay.
1: He's uh, sniffing this pair of panties that's on a canvas, some sort of work of art, I assume. Mm -hmm. He says that he doesn't think that they were worn by the woman who was claimed to have worn them. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy holding it assures him that they were, and he says perhaps. So he decides to get another opinion and asks Veronique, who is walking by, if she wears panties. She says yes, and then pulls up her dress to reveal her ass and her panties. And uh, she slides them down a bit, and the Lord gets up close and starts to sniff her ass deep in the crack.
0: Yeah, he gets in there. He gets lost a little bit.
1: And then he takes her panties, which uh he smells. We then see Margaret, Veronique, and Trixie all meeting up still at this art gallery. Um then we get like a couple minutes of some guys sucking drinks off of a woman's tits. Yes. This goes on longer than expected, but I didn't find it uninteresting. <laughs> The ladies are chatting, and Veronique tells Trixie that Margaret isn't the type to go upstairs. And Margaret asks, What's upstairs? So we cut to what I assume is upstairs. Oh, yeah. And we see Alonzo talking to Lady Pamela. Lady Pamela is actually Lord Weatherby's wife, she is uh, much younger uh, and lovely. Lord Weatherby is watching Alonzo with Lady Pamela. But the Lord inserts himself in the conversation after a bit and tells Alonzo that he would have had her panties off by now. The Lord then asks Veronique to come over and has her lift her dress and shows Alonzo that he's already gotten Veronique's panties off. (laughs) We then see Pamela, Lady Pamela, Lay back and start to fuck herself with a cane as others watch.
0: Okay, I wondered what that was at first, but I think I eventually came to the conclusion that it was a cane. I thought she was like an equestrian at first, (laughs) and I thought she was a magician. I went through a lot trying to figure out what she was doing.
1: Uh, She first puts it in her vagina, but uh, then pushes it into her ass. As this goes on, there's a lot of queefing.
0: Okay, is that what that
1: noise was? Yes. All right. Veronique says, that's an interesting noise, though some people don't like it. Lord Weatherby notes that Pamela is an exhibitionist. Alonzo gets up and starts to go down on Pamela, uh, as her cane is still in her ass. Lord Weatherby notes that he's 68 and still going strong. Veronique says that she's 18, so they have a half century between them. Weatherby then goes down on her. (laughs) We then see Tanya, who we're not uh, officially introduced to. She's new. She sits down and starts to watch on these monitors. And I wasn't sure exactly what she was watching at first, but later we get to see that it's Lady Pamela and Alonzo, who apparently are still having sex somewhere else, although we don't see them in person on camera anymore. No. We only see them through the monitors. Yes,
0: you only see them through the monitors at this point. The grainy 1970s monitors.
1: Yes. So Tanya takes off her panties and starts to masturbate, and Margaret is wandering around and watches a bit as she's masturbating. Lord Weatherby still giving Veronique oral... Margaret watches as Tanya stuffs her panties into herself as she's masturbating to the monitors still. We get a closer look at the monitor and see Lady Pamela in a top hat blowing a guy and cropping him as she's doing it. Uh, Veronique says for Lord Weatherby to look at Tanya, the woman who's watching the monitors, and asks if he's ever fucked her. He says no, but he's always wanted to. So she suggests that he tries. So he comes over and starts to talk to Tanya, slowly pulling her panties out of her vagina.
0: It's a very long pull.
1: Yes, it is.
0: It goes on for what seems like
1: seconds. Lord Weatherby then works his way to start fucking Tanya. He turns around and asks Veronique what she thinks. Is he good? She nods. A dude then approaches Veronique and they start to make out. We see a brand new couple who are grinding against each other as the woman undresses. Then we see another guy watching Lord Weatherby and Tanya. Uh, Tanya tells him to watch us (laughs) cuck and uh, he watches her getting fucked uh, from these steps that are like over top of uh, the couch or bed that they're laying on. We see Lady Pamela on the monitors riding Alonso's dick. Margaret is just walking around, really taking in all the depravity, and we got guitars really kicking in and wailing.
0: Yeah, it's I did like this guitar part, like when they're like fucking on the monitors. There's yeah. like this really cool, like little skittery sounding guitar riff. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it.
1: Alonso on the monitors finishes on Pamela's belly. Tanya then approaches her cuck, who follows her out of the room. <laughs> her <cuck. laughs> She pulls up her dress, and they go into a bathroom where uh, he takes his shirt off. And then he has him lean back into the bathtub. And uh, she starts to piss on him and tells him to enjoy her piss and all that sperm.
0: Yeah, and... There's so much piss.
1: There is a whole lot, and he gets really blasted. This yeah. is a beautiful scene.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful time. I'm glad we finally get some real water sports instead of the pissing in a bowl or pissing on the ground.
1: That's true. I'm glad um, someone's,
0: a- someone's getting pissed on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the other instances as well, but you're right in the sense that we we just need a guy to get pissed on here, and yeah. we got to see it.
0: And we saw it what's next
1: we see another couple having fun and the guy in the couple talks about this glove that he's putting on it's like a black glove with sequins on it and he says that it was given to him by a mexican boy <laughs> he tells her to remind him to tell her about it later she asks you're into mexican boys as well and he says that he has a lot of tastes oh We see that woman blowing the guy, but as she's doing it, he's fingering her asshole. We then see Trixie approach Margaret, who's just walking around, kind of shocked. She notes that she's been shocked today by what she's seen. She's seen things that she couldn't imagine.
0: Yeah, Europe's been far too much for Margaret. (laughs) She needs to get back to Minnesota.
1: She seems really overwhelmed and says that she had a new experience today, but it didn't really work out, I assume, talking about her blowing her boyfriend in front of those people and then, like, him just going off and fucking them. Yeah. Veronique uh, approaches as well, and they all talk. Veronique and Trixie are trying to encourage Margaret, and Margaret says, this is all nice, but she prefers a bedroom, and they say they can find a bedroom, so... Margaret picks up a guy, and talks to him, as does Trixie, and they walk off upstairs with Veronique. Margaret pulls a dude into the bedroom, and uh, Veronique, who has followed them in, starts to undress Margaret, telling her to show her beautiful nipples. Margaret lays back on the dead, and uh, the dude she brought and Veronique both lay down next to her, caressing her. Veronique starts philosophizing about pleasure and the guy sits back and watches for a moment as she's still fondling Margaret and then uh, he leans in to start to give Margaret some oral sex as well and then uh, he mounts her missionary Trixie who we didn't see for a bit appears to be on the other side of the room getting uh, some cunnilingus of her own. Margaret is getting fucked pretty hard by this guy, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lord Weatherby and the dude who fucked his wife, Alonzo, uh, show up and decide to join in as well. It's at this point that Trixie breaks out some party powder. Oh, yeah. She gives the guy who is going down her a bump, and then she dusts the hood of her clit with it. Yes. And he uh, licks it off and sucks it off.
0: I don't know if that's safe
1: uh i don't know
0: okay I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna allow it uh
1: they're sucking and fucking all around too much to really keep up with uh one guy slapping his dick on margaret's tits and fucks him a little bit and then fucks her mouth oh it panned back and it was uh lord weatherby who was doing it yes uh that dirty old man
0: the dirty old toe sucking man
1: Everyone's getting dicked down really good. It's kind of a mangled pile of bodies at this point.
0: Yeah, it's like... Uh, there was that orgy at the end of Body Love. Yeah. And it, it's similar to that, but I think that one was a little bit more technically developed better.
1: Probably.
0: Where they kept uh, the girl like kind of at the center of it. Right, right. And Margaret's at the center of it, but it's just not like as focused. It feels like a lot more like dissolving bodies into one another yeah it's kind of like a shunting but it's not quite (laughs) as gooey
1: not quite but uh (laughs) lord weatherby puts a finger in veronique's ass as she's riding another dude uh the dude pulls out and comes uh but lord uh weatherby's fingers still in veronique's ass Trixie and Tanya join the orgy pile and we see a bunch of clothes getting pulled out and just thrown aside. Margaret's finally let go and having a really great time. Everyone surrounds her at one point and then we see them all licking and kissing and touching on her as she moans repeatedly. The sound gets kind of a weird effect on it as this is going on. Uh, and then they start to bite her, and they're kind of circling around her, kind of swirling slowly.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all laying around her, but slowly kind of crawling around her bit by bit. I'm biting. Uh, after a while, the swirl of people kind of pulls away, and there's nothing left in the middle but a pillow. Margaret's gone. Ah. They said five
0: weeks of fright was over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, we get. Some red background, white text credits. I did note that in the credits, there's a part of Julio that's played by Mexican Anonymous.
0: Oh, good. There's also Dutch Anonymous, was another.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, they're probably part of like QAnon or
1: something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that is the end of Sensations. Wow. Wow.
0: Let's take a break and uh, come back and review it, I suppose.
1: Okay, well, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll re- review it, I suppose. Yeah, words might fail. If you were to describe the film's sensations in one word, what would it be? Sensational! Wonderful.
0: Thank you. Is that the word you're going to use? Yes. Okay. Was that too loud when I yelled sensational?
1: Yes, but it'll be okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) I got excited.
1: Uh, Welcome back to the Raincoat Report. Jeremy, it's time for your Raincoat Review, or is is it already all out now? No, I got some things. Okay. You should uh, share some things. I...
0: Very much enjoyed this film okay uh, I thought it was a sexual tour de forest likes we haven't seen in quite a while
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Every filth and every perversion is screened for your pleasure and sensations
1: Yes it's it's quite a delightful ride.
0: yes um, I don't know it's it's very filthy and yet tasteful in that European way. Yes. You know, it's like a... It's fine art. It's like when you roll up a little Play-Doh ball in your palm. Oh. No, it's not like that. Uh Oh. It's like... (laughs) I don't know. I've never seen any French films, but it's like a a, a French film.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: It's like, uh, you know, it's very new wave. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's got got some style to it. And I really like it. I think as a... uh, like a full length directing debut from Lassie Braun. I think it would be difficult to find a uh, better first picture for a lot of people, even among mainstream directors. For sure. I think it's got style to spare. I think it maybe has a little bit to say about, uh, repression, like sexual repression and, uh, giving yourself over to pleasure. Yeah. And it, it goes about that in a very nice, uh, Away like an artiste with uh, some very wonderful camera work, uh, very good cinematography and lighting. And that ending, I liked it. Yeah. I was a fan. I was like, she gave herself over to pleasure and was consumed. Uh, So I think that's a uh, kind of a fitting thing to that in a way. Yeah. Um, You can take it literally or not, I suppose. I guess there's really, that's the only way you can take it in a certain way (laughs) because she's definitely gone but you know you can uh if you don't need to read it explicitly literally it's pretty good as a kind of a metaphor for i guess a transformation or a sexual awakening and it's got some there's some interesting dialogue i i do kind of like lassie braun's sort of uh a didactic approach of exploring different people's like philosophies through like the way they speak like their like uh, their dialogue and things like that like yeah. contrasting like different viewpoints and things
1: yeah I would say in the two films that we've watched from Lassebron and I don't know if this is indicative of all of his work but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people talking about their philosophies of pleasure
0: yeah and that and uh, there's also some class elements to it yeah. which I think is another like pretty European thing for sure. Um, we don't get that quite as much in American porn cause it's all being made out in Holly weird, <laughs> 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 but overall I really enjoyed it. I think I liked it maybe a little bit more than body love in uh-huh. terms of where it went and, uh, just how out there it was willing to get.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, this is a film that I would highly, highly recommend, uh, any fan of adult films, check out. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, I was very impressed with it. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you now, buddy.
1: All right. Well, uh, for the most part, I definitely agree with you. I mean, this is a really fun film. Uh, I do like when an adult film kind of uh, plums into several kinks along the way.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, just give it some variety. Yeah. And just definitely this one highlights some things you don't see a whole lot of.
1: Yeah, for um, sure.
0: Especially, I think, at the time, especially if you're looking at, like, American films compared to, like, European stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I just think that, like, when it comes to even just in general kinky things and porn, mm-hmm. there is porn of some sort for all kinks, basically. Yes. But when it comes to, like, narrative feature films... Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough to find a lot of porn that really dives into kinks a lot. Yeah. Um, Something like this is kind of the best case scenario where it kind of dips into several kinks along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, there are certain films that kind of buck that trend. You think of something like Water Power that's (laughs) all about... uh, non-consent and enemas right uh, and that really goes down a line as mm-hmm. far as the kink is concerned um but generally speaking it seems to be more gonzo type stuff when it comes to a lot of different kinky things yeah there are definitely exceptions to the rule for sure you know we've dived into a few kinkier films
0: yeah we've uh, some bad M stuff yeah yeah
1: what was uh the uh the one with jamie gillis that was was a sean costello film uh the submission seduction of of lynn carter yes that's the one i'm thinking of yeah that's a really that kind of goes down a, a path the one that was in the mental asylum
0: oh yeah uh okay give me a second
1: We've been drinking a lot, folks.
0: It's well, it was also like, like a year ago. Like I can't ago.
1: even begin to think of it.
0: It's the I gave the it like one a f- with
1: the doctor. I gave and- it like
0: a four two, so this is bad that I can't remember the name of it.
1: Uh, it's a good one. I mean, it it wasn't one that I rated super high because of the amount of non consent in it, <laughs> but.
0: Uh, oh, it was the defiance of good.
1: The defiance of good. Yeah, yes. that was a that was a listener recommendation.
0: Yes. That's how we kicked off the Year of the Cat, which is almost over now.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, which
0: we've neglected.
1: Well, we'll figure out what next year is, and then we'll lean into it even harder than the Year of the Cat, which okay. is, which would be like leaning into it at all, basically.
0: Yeah, any time after January. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay, so I think I've gotten completely off track, but I'm very interested in digging further into Lassa Braun's career.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a fan now.
1: And uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what else he has in store. So I don't know that I liked it quite as much as you did, maybe. But mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, it was a fun uh, trip down a road. It didn't get rapey. It was a lot of people doing a lot of weird, kinky things along the way. I would say that the story overall isn't... Super. It's a bit loose. It, it's kind of loose. And I mean, at the end of the day, I guess with the ending being what it is, you could say that there's a lot of thought that went into it. But I think it's really just, I don't know. I, I don't want to be say something negative, but at the end of the day, it makes me think it's kind of pretentious European art. But that's probably just me being a stupid American.
0: Yeah, you fucking dummy.
1: No, I just uh, I brought it up to you, but it made the ending made me think a bit of Antonioni's Blow Up, uh, where I won't spoil that film, but basically it has a similar ending. Uh, This one still has more of an explanation than uh, Blow Up did. Yeah. Uh, You know, you can see that she was devoured in her quest for sexual freedom and you can make a lot of guesses as far as the meaningfulness of that but mm. you know end of the day as far as a narrative's concerned it's functional and it's fine mm. but it isn't like amazing to me sure but the sex along the way is great we get a good uh, tour of a lot of different kinks along the way And uh, everybody has fun, and the audience, you will have fun as well. So, I gave it four stars. All right. I liked it a lot.
0: That's another one in the can.
1: It is in the can. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need it in the can.
0: Yep. So, don't forget. Follow us. On the social media We got Instagram We got Twitter I got a seven day ban From Twitter
1: Oh yes So
0: I haven't been able To promote the Fifth week of Fright yet
1: What What did you do?
0: Uh, I said this This racist woman She's got like A blue check mark <laughs> I said that she needed To be whipped And chased through the streets <laughs> And they banned And they I'm a brave t- truth teller And they banned me <laughs>
1: I love that you're in charge of our social media.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing a good job with it.
1: No, I I think that you do a pretty good job.
0: I'm bringing in the hits.
1: I, you know, it sucks that you weren't able to promote on Twitter this week, but at the same time, I think that that might be worth it.
0: Yeah, the message that I got out to the people, I think is there's a trade-off, you know, and uh, that's life's about making compromises and trade-offs. And um, you know, if you're going to hop on a ferry and get to Amsterdam, don't forget your raincoat cuz it's going to be all splashy splashy.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: the, the the sea foam and such of the strait. The they have a what's that called there? The Bay of England. What do, the of England? what do they call that whole part in the middle there?
1: Oh, there's a name for it that if I wasn't an idiot, I would know the name of it.
0: The thing that goes under it, that's the channel.
1: Yeah, there's the channel. I know the name of this. I just can't pull it because of it's all a bearing the alcohol. It's the Bering Strait now. It's not the Bering Strait.
0: <laughs> well, if you know, uh, DM me and uh, I'll the, see you next week.
1: The English Channel?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> it's because it's a tunnel. It's a tunnel that goes under the channel.
1: Yeah, it is the, the English channel. It's the
0: Bering Street.
1: <laughs> it's the Panama Canal.
0: Well, it's not even the same continent.
1: Uh, don't forget your raincoat. I said that. Uh, it's time for your raincoat.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's the new one. <laughs> I can't stand up.